Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Taking a little bit of a detour this morning, I got up to my main, uh, the main route that I take to Muay Thai, and it was all blocked off and sirens, and I'm assuming there was an accident. So, this is why you always leave early. I am never late to anything. Never. I was telling my IV therapist the other day um, that uh, just we were having a conversation and she was talking about how often people are late, how refreshing it is that I'm always like 10 to 15 minutes early. Uh, no excuses. I got a baby, pregnant wife, all businesses, employees, all the all the other stuff. People, well, my I have that. I think being late is so disrespectful. Um, and things happen, you know what I mean? But that's why you always leave yourself a buffer. And why is this important? It's important because how you do one thing is how you do everything. That's one of my favorite sayings. How you do one thing is how you do everything. People that are typically like chronically late, um, have a lot of other personality defects. They're typically undisciplined. They're disorganized. Um, people that are always late, it just tells me, like I can remember when I was in life insurance sales, um, you know, a big thing for me was being 10 to 15 minutes early for everything. And I could tell, you know, who was going to be successful and who wasn't going to be successful based on their punctuality. And I'm not saying that punctuality always is, you know, uh, brings about success, but it certainly helps. It certainly helps. So I always leave 10 to 15 minutes earlier. What is this person doing? I always leave 10 to 15 minutes earlier than I need to. Because then you, I mean, so first you have accidents. Then you, you just got to understand that most people are, are idiots. So you're, you're, when you have to go out into the world and deal with people, you're going to be dealing with people that are silly. You know what I mean? And silly people are slow. You know, that's that, that's the big thing is most people are slow. So two things, two lessons. Number one, punctuality, very important, but speed kills. You know what I mean? I believe that I just don't know a whole lot of... I know one guy who's very successful that he's just slow. <laughs> My dear friend. <laughs> I won't say his name, but he's uh, he's an agency owner with a life insurance company, and he's very, very successful. He's a millionaire, Rolls Royce and all that, but it, he's slow. He's very slow um, in everything that he does. <laughs> it drives me nuts when I'm with him. I'm like, dude, come on. Um, wow, we ended up all the way back here. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, geez, this is wild. The detour I took led me back to, if I would have just taken this route originally, I would have been there an hour ago. But that's all right. Everything happens for a reason, right? And I don't have cash for this toll, so I'm just going to have to run this. Um, but I, I think punctuality is so important, and I think moving and getting things done quickly is also very, very important. Now that doesn't mean that being fast and on time is always going to bring about success, but it certainly, certainly increases the chances. So my challenge to you today, I want you to think, would you describe yourself as somebody who's punctual? 
number one. And number two, how would you rate the speed at which you complete tasks and just move generally? Now, there's a kind of moving fast that's because you're nervous, because you're behind. That's not the type of speed I'm talking about. That comes from a lack of punctuality. I'm talking about efficiency. Not only are you on time, but you're also efficient with your movement. I just think that's so important. I think it's so, so important. I really, really do. If you move fast and you're always on time or early, you're going to be encountered with different opportunities than somebody who's slow or late or moving quickly because they're late, right? So if you're like, well, yeah, Mike, I move pretty fast, but it's because you're always late to everything. That's not what I'm talking about. Punctuality and speed. If you could be punctual and quick, you're going to have more opportunities than other people. You will. You're going to have more opportunities than a normal person because most people are slow and late or they're hectic. They move with, they're, they're very hectic in their behavior because they're always late or always behind. Um, and I think a, a big part of that is having a really good bedtime routine and a pretty consistent time that you wake up every morning. I think that's super important. I don't understand people that stay up super, super late. My little brother does this. My little brother's, I, he doesn't have to be up super early, so I guess I can't blame him. But my little brother likes to be up till one or two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I just don't get that. Um, but he gets things done. You know, he's very disciplined. He works very, very hard. So I guess for some people it works. But I just prefer, man, I prefer to be up early, be, be in bed early, be up early, and getting things done quick. You know, I learned how to be highly responsive in uh, when I was in life insurance sales from my mentor. You know, I just, I had a lot more opportunities given to me and I had a lot more responsibility and therefore money given to me because I moved very quickly. Um, one thing I, I do want to talk about today is I want to talk about accountability. And we, we've touched on this topic a couple of times, but I really want to drive this home today. Um, I, there is a disease in our society, many diseases, as, as are indicative of a dying empire. There is a disease of a lack of accountability. There is a disease of a lack of accountability. It is very rare that I f find people that take radical accountability for their lives. It's very rare. Um, and what is what does it mean to take accountability? My definition of accountability might even be different than most people's definition. My definition of accountability is total and this is my definition. Accountability is having total and complete control of all the outcomes in your life both positive and negative. I'm going to say that again. My definition, Michael Russ's definition of accountability is having total and complete control over all of the outcomes in your life, 
both positive and negative. Meaning that when things go well, it's because of you. And when things go poorly, it's because of you. Most people only want to take accountability when things go well and dodge it when things don't go well. There are many circumstances in my life over the past couple of years where I could blame other people or circumstances for a negative result in my life. But what I've realized is that when I blame other people or circumstances for outcomes in my life, I give that person or that situation all of the power over me. Even when people do things maliciously towards me, I still take accountability and say, what could I have done better? What could I have avoided? Like if I, if somebody does something malicious to me, I look back and I say, well, how could I have avoided it getting to this level with this person? What could I have done better to avoid this situation altogether or at least mitigate the negative outcome? When you start to think that way, you subconsciously train your mind that you can dictate all of the outcomes in your life. I, if you don't, many of you will not understand what I'm saying right now. It's going to go right over your heads. It's going to go right over your heads. When you take radical accountability for both the good and bad, you start to train your mind subconsciously that you are in complete control of every single situation. Most people wander around powerless through life. They wander through life completely powerless because they are unable to and unwilling to take accountability. So they train their mind. This is the problem when you don't take accountability. You start to train your mind that you don't have any control. Seriously, that's what happens. You start to train your mind that other people and circumstances have control over you. Well, so-and-so did this to me, and this is, well, it wasn't my fault because... I'm just, uh, ladies, I've said this to you before. Women are notoriously bad at taking accountability for their actions. Women love to blame. Limit. Women love to shift the, the, the focus to other people, other things, circumstances, make excuses. So if you're a lady... I'm just asking you to swallow that little bite I just gave you, okay, and, and your ego, and think about, am I the type of woman that takes accountability for all of the things happening in my life? Because that will set you so far apart from everybody else, especially as a woman, but men too. I think not taking accountability for things in your life and shifting blame is gay and weak and feminine. It is. It's gay, it's weak, and it's feminine when you make excuses, when you blame other people or circumstances for outcomes in your life. Because you just, you give up all your power. You're not a man. You're a eunuch. <laughs> you've been, you've been uh, castrated. You're letting everybody in your life take your balls from you. So total account accountability makes sure, or uh, total accountability 
is when you take responsibility for every outcome in your life. In every situation. Because again, I want to reiterate, when you start to do that, when you start to do that, you start to reclaim power and authority over your life. But so many people are unwilling to take accountability because it's uncomfortable. You know, many people have an aversion to taking accountability because they're afraid of some kind of punishment or something or they're afraid to be embarrassed or it's just easier to shake so it's easier just to give the blame to somebody else and not change your behavior and I think that's really the core of it is that people that are chronically allergic to just accountability are often the ones that just do not want to change their behavior you know I see this a lot with women when it comes to men you know I, I see this a lot with women you know all men are bad and men are trash and men are pigs and men all men blah 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 failed relationship to failed relationship to failed and and you're completely ignoring the the common denominator and it's you it's you and i've said this before do you think that you attract trash when you're a good person or do you think maybe you attract what you deserve Ooh, that hurts, doesn't it? Now, I'm not saying that good, bad things don't happen to good people. Of course they do. But if it's like habitual, you know, and, and I know this is a dicey subject, but, you know, there are studies that show that women who uh, come from abusive relationships tend to seek out those types of partners. Again. Because when it's it's in a in, and that's a harsh example, but it's true. Women that are physically or emotionally abused in one relationship tend to seek that out in other relationships subconsciously because there's unhealed trauma, there's unhealed wounds, and there's bad behavior that needs addressed. So, ladies, I'm going to really hone in on all of you right now. Women have. Um, a bad habit of uh, amping each other up about other people. Women have a bad habit of amping each other up about other people. What do I mean by this? When women get together in their little clucking hen circles, okay, they get all fired up about a situation like, you know, I see this on these shows my wife watches with, you know, get 10 whores in a house and feed them liquor and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know exactly what shows I'm talking about. And <laughs> I love that. Get 10 whores in a house and feed them a bunch of liquor and record them fighting. <laughs> but you'll see that. Whenever something like, you know, if a, if a woman's going through a breakup with a guy, what do all of her friends say? Oh, he was a piece of shit anyways. He wasn't any good for you. Bah, 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 bah. You're perfect. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You deserve. You deserve. You are worthy. You need somebody so much better. You're perfect. 
He doesn't know what he lost. God. I need to wash my mouth out. Tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. You can't, because you know I'm right. There's no examination of, hey, maybe you, if you're in a committed relationship, shouldn't be going out to the bar three nights a week with your breast out and your ass cheeks hanging out in your midriff showing, getting hammered around a bunch of other dudes. Three, Of course, there's no examination of that. Or maybe there's no examination of the fact that you have a temper and you can't control your tongue. And there's no, exa- like they don't, there's no self-examination. So what does the bimbo do? She goes and she gets back with another guy and does, does the same thing in that relationship. There's no self-examination. There's no accountability. There's no change. And the next relationship torpedoes and then the next one and then and it's just and then it turns into all men are pigs all men are trash all men and the men that you ended up with probably were pigs and trash because you're a pig and you're trash no accountability so ladies i'm not trying to beat you up this morning but i do want to encourage you uh what does your circle do well, how does, does your circle challenge you? Does the circle help you examine your behavior? Does the, or does your circle just amp you up about how you're just so darn perfect and everybody else sucks? I People, I've noticed, are very careful to bring things to me because they know the type of feedback that they're going to get from me. I'm going to always dig into both sides of the story. There's going to be a very healthy examination of both sides of the problem. And I'm going to be radically honest and true with you. And a lot of people don't want that. They want to be told that they're not the problem. They want to be told it was the other person. And this doesn't just go for interpersonal relationships, like romantic relationships. This goes for relationships at work and problems. Like my people that work with me know that if you bring a problem to me, there's going to be a very healthy and thorough examination of all of the facts not just the ones you're bringing to me. If Stephen calls me and he's saying that, you know, his department, he's the head of this department, and Stephen's saying that Joe, the head of the other department's fumbling this, not doing that, blah, 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 blah. Stephen knows that the first thing I'm going to do is call Joe, put him on the line with the both of us, and we are going to have an open and honest conversation about both sides of the story. I don't let people get away with not taking their piece, their role, in everything that they do. Why? Because I want to be a dick? No, because I want to teach you. I want to teach you to take your power back. I want to teach you radical ownership because I know that's going to make you a better person. So today, think about accountability because if you can take accountability, you will set yourself apart from 99% of the population. All right, love you guys.